0: Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast. And this is day 11 for me, day 3 of the second leg of the trip here I'm joined by Gabe and Logan once again, and at some point, Joey will jump back in. Guys, how's it going tonight?
2: Ready for uh, a schmore and go to bed. <laughs> awesome day. <laughs> Crazy yeah, we'll day. Know.
1: Yeah, we're all really... Exciting day. Yeah, really tired. I'm feeling a little under the weather, and we've had, uh, I think it was, what, 16 hours we were out today. We left 435 this morning, whatever it was. And uh had an action pack filled day from beginning to end I'd say. Awesome day. So yeah, so um Gabe Logan uh once again your guys' kind of experience in the country helped out a little bit, but uh took took a trail down across the creek, went your GPS at what, three miles from the camp. Yep. And uh across the creek there. Went up, and just as you guys were kind of giving us a little bit of a class of what 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 has happened before, it was to give kind of the audience uh, an idea of what's going on. There was Aspen's meeting, Dark Timber going up kind of an angle, and as soon as we got right up across the crook there and hit the first bench, we heard one. Do we do we call first? No, you chuckled. Yeah, he just chuckled, and uh, like oh, game on from there, and uh, made a couple couple power moves there joey and i jumped out front and you guys stayed back calling and i don't think it could have went any better besides the fact that well the bull is still out there <laughs> still well, tell, breathing.
0: tell him about your encounter boat tell him what happened
1: yeah so joey and i kind of split up on this bench he went a little bit lower i went higher and with the thermals the wind was coming down off the mountain blowing down we expected kind of the elk to circle around to try to catch the wind downwards. And it kind of looked like that at first, Joey said it was coming right at him and he just, he looks over at me and I can't, uh, since this isn't a video podcast, I can't show you his facial expression, but it was pretty much like bull. Like I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, we got, we got a big bull, you know, out in front. And, and uh, he come up or a couple cows came past me and I arranged them I believe it was like, I can't remember right now, but like 55 yards or something. And I'm like, all right, you know, dial my pin to it. And I'm like, he's going to come right down that path. And all of a sudden I look and he's already on the other part of the hill. And he was, he kind of did a wider loop, but to, uh, to say he was an impressive bull would be, would wouldn't be giving him enough credit. That's for sure. Did, you, did either of you guys get to see the bull at all?
2: No, we I didn't were kind of him, over, no. the, over the ridge, but...
1: Just heard him, but yeah. didn't actually see him.
2: It was a cool experience because we were able to... Logan and I were kind of talking about it, and we were probably, what, 60 yards behind you or so. Yeah. And, um... We were just trying to match what he was doing, so he was chuckling, and then we gave it right back to him, and every time he was bugling, I was cutting him off and just bugling right back at him, and then started smashing a tree, and then we heard the, the cows coming through, so we figured it was about to happen, Yeah, but we could never just see over the roll to where you guys were.
1: Yeah, what would you,
0: Logan, did you say you were like, I think you just shot? <laughs> well, no, I saw you... I thought for sure I saw you draw, and I, I got all pumped. I was like, Gabe, he drew, he drew, he drew. Yeah. I was all excited, but you were just taking your backpack off, and then you knelt down. Yeah. And so I quick threw my binos up, and I was like, oh, shoot, he didn't draw. But um, from what I heard, he was a really impressive bull. And what, what did he end up being, 80 yards, just, just out of range?
1: Yeah, well, he came through like around 70-ish, but he <sighs> was, I, I couldn't get a clear range on. him. Then he was out around 82 yards is where I had him at, where I got the best view of him. So He close. just stopped up there. And. But he was moving so much going through, um, I I definitely didn't feel comfortable taking that shot and having to worry about, you know, I the def- last thing I want to do is wound an animal. And as we talked about, even though I practice out beyond that distance, when it comes to a live animal, unless they're perfectly feeding and everything's calm, absolutely perfect conditions, I'm not just going to fling an arrow up there. But the bull was... He had everything. He was wide. He had big, will tailed long points. I mean, this this was an impressive, impressive bull to be able to see. And and the, and the most important, I think the the best part about it was just how everyone worked together on it and just calling back and forth. And the way Joey and I kind of covered each of the the areas overlooking the point. And and I uh, I think we did everything right. But he had an agenda, and his cows wanted to go to bed, and he wasn't going to leave them. To get into a little brawl so he uh followed them up over the mountain and i don't believe we spooked him or anything so that was that was good and as he goes up over we had what two other bulls screaming yeah down on the bottom down at the bottom and we kind of went back and forth and and you guys were like yeah maybe we should just sit here and wait and i'm like ah, let's, let's try to go a little bit further and not sure if that was the right idea or not because i pushed a little bit further and may have spooked him don't know that for sure but he quit bugling (laughs) when we moved up a little bit so uh and he was down all all these bulls were down in the creek bottom there first thing in the morning so that was that was pretty neat to be able to see and and we kind of took a little bit of a break and and uh, he was still bugling down the valley, or one of the. They bulls- were talking today, which was encouraging because it was
0: totally different than yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, very different. I mean,
0: we're also hunting in a totally different
1: area. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, we're hunting a whole another basin over. Mm-hmm. Basically,
2: Joey and I were talking about how it's crazy how quickly things change. I mean, the aspens were changing, leaves were dropping, and within like two day period, it's just going from green to yellow pretty quick. Yeah, it just seems like you know it's it's finally turning on.
1: Nights are getting colder. Yeah. I mean, everything. It didn't get did it get as hot today.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: No, it was, we were in a lot more dark temper and aspen today. Too. Yeah, we weren't really. In we the
2: became open. a bull today.
1: Yeah, we had our own bedding area. <laughs> so after we had <laughs> these encounters, we went out on this point underneath a, a hemlock tree or pine tree, and and uh, we made our own beds and laid down and bedded down throughout the hot part of the day. And um, the reason for that was we knew there was bulls on both sides of the mountain basically and since they weren't spooked we're figuring they were to come back down for water water's been the the big ticket item on this trip so far so we just bedded down took a little bit of a nap ate some food and uh yeah that was that was that was an entertaining part of the day though that's a for good sure.
0: conversation too
1: we did have some good conversations what uh what was on your what was your meal today logan what'd
2: you have good uh, everything?
0: Well, I had a peanut butter jelly and sandwich. I had, I think six Kit Kats. Um, <laughs> I had three Reese's. I had two almond joys. I had crackers. I had a tuna. tuna with relish and mayonnaise mixed. Um, tell us about your coffee. I had a granola bar, two granola bar s'mores. I had an apple. I had, um, a, <laughs> I had coffee grounds straight, which I would not recommend to anyone.
2: We didn't have anything to make coffee, so I look back and Logan's literally pouring one of the coffee grounds into his mouth and chewing on it. But let me tell you, if
0: I would have saw a bull, I probably would have chased it down on foot and wrestled it at that moment. (laughs) Because I had an absolute surge of caffeine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Extremely aggressive in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah.
0: Ready to rock and roll after that. that that, was my lunch today
1: yeah I didn't realize you had all that I saw a few which will you see tomorrow oh (laughs) jeez I'm looking forward to it that's what we were laughing about it's like so like all my my meals are the same thing like every day packed out counted down to calories Logan's got something completely off the wall different every single day and it's hilarious you know you gotta
0: shock the system yep (laughs)
1: let that blood sugar spike you know (laughs) Oh no, that was that was cool and, and uh yeah taking taking the naps there and
0: just enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, An we awesome did. Day. We just
1: sat there and had some good conversations and waited and were patient with it with which uh like I think all of us wanted to like to make a move at some point were and just just kind of stayed
2: patient. I don't know how many times we went back and forth about getting up above the thermals and trying to chase them but yeah. Logan and I from years past kind of learned the same thing two year, three years ago he shot a bull down there with his bow and just kind of being patient we know they're there wait for the thermals to change and just adjust and that's exactly what we did again
1: yeah yeah we went right down on the bottom and it was it was a worry of mine too is just the way the thermals after last night and we had all those cows and that young bull come in and they were just you know we couldn't we couldn't get it right but today i I would say we got it right in the evening what would was you right. say?
2: it was right <laughs> About oh, as right sure. as you can get without so having a bull the what ground. What we
1: did was there was two like really heavy paths came off the hill out of the dark timber and like a little meadow that went to the creek. So Joey and I sat there while well, you guys are like, "Hey, we'll go across the creek and we'll do some calling, hopefully bringing them off your side and past you without anything." Well, you guys went on the other side of the creek and as soon as you bugled, you got another bull fired up, mm-hmm. which we think was one of the ones from the morning yeah. and so Joey and I kind of ran to the other side of the, the dark timber just to watch the the hillside there from the Aspen's not really with a play in mind, unless he was going to cross the creek. but just more or less to watch. And I I made a mistake of dropping my pack when I went over there and forgot my bugle tube, which you will see why that could have helped here in a minute. But, uh, in a matter of probably, I don't know, a minute or two, um, You guys are going back and forth. Again, same thing. Uh, I don't know if it was you, Gabe, or you, Logan, that was doing the calling as far as the bugling, but just cutting off that bowl and whatever he was doing, doing the same. And all of a sudden, bang, I I look over and Joey's like, there he is, there he is. He's like giving me the, the eyes movement and... He was through one opening and going over he was the other. He was moving, and, and that's,
2: yeah, that was the problem.
1: So so we sat there on the edge of the, the creek, basically. We were able to watch it all through the bind. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen. And I'm like, they're going to shoot. They're going to shoot. And the the bull came out in the open. This is from my perspective, at least. And I'm like, there he is. He's in the open. Beautiful bull, I, I can't. We can't figure out if he's a seven by five or what the heck nice. he was. A lot
0: of character, but
1: character heavy, big club on one side. Cool. He had kickers coming off the tines. I mean, cool bull. So how how was the encounter? I guess from your guys' perspective.
2: Well, we um we tried to locate bugle him. So I bugled, and then Logan and I were discussing whether where we thought he was going to come from, and he bugled right back, and then I bugled right back at him with a chuckle and we talked we said if he if he bugles again closer let's move down to this knob so we can see down over into the creek bed in case he was coming towards you guys which we thought he was going to do so we moved off of a elk trail 15 feet so we could see down over and he bugled and then i cut him off and bugled really hard and cow called right after it and next thing you know i'm reaching down to put my release on my strength on my d loop and I look up, and he's there. And it was within two seconds I heard, you know, a couple of footsteps just coming pounding down the elk trail that we were just sitting on. And I looked up, and he was there. And as soon as I looked up, he was coming and just locked up at probably 10, 15 yards. And he was just straight on, face on. And I went to draw, and then I just held off because there was some brush in the way and I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. Even though he was that close, It's was like, it's not worth it. So held off, held off, and he uh kept bugling and kind of stomping his feet while he was there. He was ready for a fight, and I was hoping he would continue walking down the elk trail that Logan would be able to get a shot straight on, and he kind of looped up around, and then from there, it was kind of in logan's hands i kept i was able to grab my bugle again and- uh you know do some chuckling and calling, and he was just fired up, but he didn't like something, so
0: yeah. Oh man, yeah. It was so close. It was so close.
1: And yeah, that's where where it could have helped if I had my bugle tube to hopefully maybe try to pull him down closer to you guys, making him one, maybe think that the bull crossed the creek Yeah. Or something along those lines. But he wanted to he wanted to see you so bad. I mean, he, he came kept...
0: in really aggressive. Yeah. And his bugle completely changed, I noticed. When he got close, he started to lip ball a little bit and he started to act aggressive and he was definitely ready. To, to fight. He was yeah. aggressive. And to paint a picture, this brush is probably neck height. And so there's little aspen trees and little pine trees, but then there's really heavy brush. And so I actually drew on him for probably a minute and a half. And he was looking, but but there he was his body was covered by just a small aspen tree. And brush all around it and it was one of those situations where if he would have stepped out Oh man, I'm not sure I, I if I would have let, let it fly or not. It was just there's just so much brush there, but yet he's right there. So it's it's one of those decisions where you can think about for years to yeah. come. So but I ended up um not letting one fly and I and I'm I'm glad I I didn't.
1: Yeah. No, that was but like again from Joey and I's perspective, from the passenger seat almost like watching a movie over there, it was crazy to be able to see that bull would leave. Cause he couldn't see you guys. Mm-hmm. And then you call him right back in. He'd come running back. He and wanted to come so bad. Want, but he's like, I don't see anything, you know? And, and, uh, then I noticed he started heading back into the, the Aspens a little bit towards the way he came. And I'm like, I think I can make a move by getting down to the Creek and got down there. Range. I put on my range finder and hit the one tree that he went in front of. I got 53 yards. And all of a sudden I look at he's coming. He's heading right towards that way. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, these guys are not going to believe that, that I'm getting, you know, a shot at this. Well, in, in the meantime, apparently I blew out some mule deer out of the creek bottom. These guys saw him go running, you know, running out. And uh, right before, he's probably, I don't know, 10 feet or so from hitting this shooting lane. Um, Gabe bugled again. <laughs> he turns around and goes back over <laughs> to those guys. And, and it didn't bother me. Then I was like, oh, man, like, maybe they're going to get another shot. You were but, so mad. No, kidding. Kidding. Yeah. no,
2: I was not I at all. It just goes to show. It was a good lesson for me because we talk about it all the time, but and we practiced it this morning. But having your caller behind your shooter because he pinpointed us. I mean, he was around the bend of this ravine, and he came whipping around that bend and came right to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it just incredible, incredible to see how well they can pinpoint a call. Yeah,
1: and like I said, I mean, I wish I would remember to grab that bugle tube, and because that would have been you know behind there. But uh it was it was super cool to be able to see that and and from again from my perspective to be able to see that and he, and he we basically had to walk away from him bugling tonight because they walked out with our headlights off. So yeah, we just
0: which is painful to do, but the right decision.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had to walk away. We couldn't keep calling, so be, he'll, he'll be there tomorrow. Tomorrow Hopefully, morning. 100%. 100%. I said that again <laughs> yesterday, but I, what I really meant was September 13th, day 12, day four of the trip. I mean, this is 100%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you think about the last three days, we've had encounters with bulls in bow range every day so far, Yeah. even with them not being extremely vocal. So we've been trying to play it cautious and smart and have fun along the way. So, yeah. so it's been a good, good three days. But today was hard to swallow. Not yeah. gonna lie.
1: Because honestly, we may have been at the point where we had a two—I don't even want to talk about it—but two really nice elk yeah. should have potentially hit the ground today. Yep.
0: We'll be back at it tomorrow.
1: Yep. Bright and early, you know. Good. I get, took some ibuprofen. Going to get some sleep. Get this cold beat off and <laughs> go to go to bed. So do you guys have anything else to add
2: nope joey ended the quote tonight i was walking out with my head down for a minute and he's like animals got to win sometimes and he's like that's what makes it good and it's really true so yeah
1: yeah i mean it, it's i could understand being from your guys perspective again Me looking over and through the binos and seeing one of you at full draw and then the elk out there and not being able to pull the trigger because of brush and stuff that's You second-guess
0: yourself a lot, but at the end of the day, your instinct takes over, and you have to listen to
1: it as well. Trust it. Yeah. So anyways, awesome. Tomorrow's going to be the day, September 13th. Mark it on your calendars. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. 100%. The rut's about to go down, and some bulls are about to lose. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.